Thanks for connecting with us for the launch of the 2023 edition of the National Truck Driving Championships podcast series from Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Beginning on August 16th, Pod Wheels and Radio Nemo of North America will be on-site in Columbus, Ohio at the National Truck Driving and National Step Band Championships, which are hosted each year by the American Trucking Associations. As we get set to bring you the stories and take you behind the scenes with podcasts detailing the 2023 championships, we wanted to take some time to set the stage for the event. Jimmy Mack and the Radio Nemo team have lined up some guests to give us a sense of what's ahead at NTDC 2023. Jimmy is the co-host of Dave Nemo Weekends, which is broadcast each Saturday and Sunday morning from 7 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. In this first episode of our 2023 series, Jimmy talks with Rodney Myers of FedEx Freight, who is the chairman overseeing this year's National Truck Driving Championships. As you guys know, I'm heading over to Columbus on the 16th and on the 17th and 18th when the Dave Nemo Show that I host on Thursdays and Fridays goes live. We'll also be covering the NTDC, the National Truck Driving Championships. I had a great time last year covering the event. Wanted to kind of go more in-depth in the run-up to that particular event as Greg Thompson and I and some members of Radio Nemo head over there. So graciously, the chairman, chairman of the board, the chairman of the NTDC, the master of ceremonies, Rodney Myers, joins us this morning. It's good to have you. How you been? What's going on? on. Well, Jimmy, good morning. Thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to come on. We look forward to having you again at Columbus this year. So let's talk a little bit about you, your background in trucking and transportation, your passion for the industry, but also your passion for this particular event. Start wherever you like, my friend. All right, Jimmy. Well, like many, this is an industry that I've been around literally my whole life. My dad was a professional truck driver. I went to college and didn't think I would ever want to get into this industry, but I ended up going into the LTL side of the business, has spent time in all aspects of it and truly love it. So let's kind of set the scene. Talk about the length of the event, how we arrive at the event, and then if people attend, what they'll see. Because I remember being in there at the convention center over in Indianapolis, by the way, right across the street from a doubleheader baseball game and a crazy heavy metal rock concert at the same time. It was hopping and happening. But to walk in there and see that big grandstand with all of the best of the best kind of doing their thing. But tell us how it is we get people to that championship level to be a part of this national truck driving competition. Yeah, absolutely. So you got to take a step back and realize that this is a year-round process for the professional driver. It is a safety event. It's all about safety, and that starts with what they do day in and day out. Driving safe up and down the roads, accident-free. They'll enroll in their state association truck driving championships. Those are held in all 50 states starting in the fall. The winners of each of the eight classes and the step van competition, the ninth class, will then advance and represent their state at the National Truck Driving Championship and National Step Van Driving Championships. So that's how they get there. Once they get on site, it really is the best of the best. We have a driving competition that they'll showcase their skills very similar to what they would do on a day-in, day-out basis. But in this case, instead of trying to stay away from obstacles, they're trying to get as close as they can. There's a pre-trip inspection process where they go over, again, trying to implement what they do on a day-in, day-out basis. And then finally, there's a written test, and that's just the knowledge of the industry. 
It's interesting you say about getting as close as you can. We had a caller just before, and he was talking about when he first started off trucking, his brother was a trucker as well, and there was one moment where he actually was able to eyeball a situation and realize he could not back the truck up into that place and asked his brother to do it. He was quick to point out that now he could make that happen. I've always kind of thought about that as close as you possibly can. A friend of mine asked me, she said, what is the point of getting as close as you possibly can? And I said, because there are worlds where that's actually where you have space. You have to almost imagine that you have no space on the other side, right? I mean, that's really kind of the game there, that you're getting that close because you have to imagine there's something on the other side of your truck that is equally close, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure your listeners can think about out there in the real world, there is so many different varieties of places, docks, truck stops, etc., that they're having to navigate. So what we're trying to do at the NTDC in a very controlled environment, it's a safe space for them, but we're just trying to get them to show us what they do on a daily basis. I noticed this when I was there, is that one of the great things about the industry, there are people who beat up on the industry year in and year out, but one of the things I have noticed, even from the time I've come into it, is that safety in regards to a business practice is no longer proprietary. We were at the NCTA, we're at North Carolina Trucking Association, and two guys were across the table just having a great time, and at one point, the lady who came with me suddenly realized, she said, wait a minute, you guys are competitors, and they both laughed. They said, oh my God, we fight like hell with each other over business. And the one thing that is so kind of everybody agrees on is that everybody has to be equally safe because you don't get a medal for being the best among the worst. So these guys and gals, when they go there, they often engage in long conversations about how to do things better. I mean, they want to win, but they also want to make sure their fellow drivers have the best and safest of practices, right? Oh, absolutely. And that's one of the coolest things about the event. You make lifelong friends that work, as you said, at competitors and people that will compete day in, day out for business and all of that. But we don't compete on safety. Anything that I can do that will help my competitor be better. My family drives up and down the highway just like everybody else's. So anything we can do to make it a safer highway, a safer event for all is what we're going to do. The camaraderie, the relationships, lifelong friends, I have never met a driver that has participated at the National Truck Driving Championship that did not catch the fever and say, I want to go back. So it really is just a big family reunion when you get there. Even those that are there for their first time, people will quickly put their arm around them, welcome them into the fold, and it just really is a great atmosphere. That's the other thing, too, because the atmosphere. And by the way, guys, if you go to trucking.org, National Truck Driving Championships, you can actually see what a lot of this stuff looks like. It's pretty darn impressive. But the other thing is, too, is that the number of men and women I interviewed who actually had their kids sitting next to them, their wife, often their mother and dad had come with them. It really is a family event. I want people to be really clear on this. It really has the feeling of... I use the term minor league baseball because these guys are major league, but that kind of really great atmosphere a a really packed minor league baseball game has of people who are there to both enjoy the sport, but also enjoy kind of the wonderful spirit of families and friends kind of catching up. It really is a family-friendly event, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And you mentioned the kids. That's one of my favorite parts. You will see small kids that have got their dad or mom's name on the back of their shirt. and They've got their pom-poms or their noisemakers or anything like that. Then you'll see some professional drivers there that their parents are there. Maybe it's the family business, so to speak, and they're following in their dad or mom's footsteps. So it really is a family event. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the parade that happens on Saturday morning where the trucks will line up and go around in front of the grandstands, honk their horns, and it really is exciting for the kids and all the family members. 
we have a lot of young people who listen to this show because they're just coming into the industry, and often people tell them, listen to Road Dog, get all the information you can. So somebody says, well, man, I'm a really good driver. How do I get involved in this? I mean, can you kind of give people a sense of if you're somebody who thinks that competition is great and want to be among the best of the best, can you kind of trace a route for a young driver of how they might actually arrive at this event? Yes, absolutely. So I think it really begins with if you work for a carrier that participates in a state association, start there. And if the carrier doesn't participate in a state association or they don't participate in the truck driving championships, reach out to your state association to get in at the ground level. One year accident free is what the requirement is. And really, it's just about practicing every day for what you're going to do. Yeah, and that really is kind of the key, too, because one of the things of a lot of people I talk to, they're people who find every opportunity to kind of do things behind the wheel, even when they're not being paid to do it. Always looking for opportunities to kind of sharpen their skills, to kind of be the best among the best. How long has this been going on? How much has it grown? And where do you see the potential for growth moving forward? Well, Jimmy, believe it or not, this event started back in 1937. It was originally known as the National Truck Rodeo with a play on R-O-A-D-O, Rodeo. So it's been going on since 1937. It continues to grow every year. Every year, the national committee that's responsible for for putting this on, we look for ways to enhance the experience for the drivers, for their families, for the spectators. So it really is a cool event. And the other thing I was kind of curious about in regards to the structure, so it's kind of a three-part harmony of figuring out how to operate the vehicle, figuring out how to make sure the vehicle is up to speed in regards to the operation, and also kind of mastering the rules and regulations and the thinking aspect of it. There are parts that are more kind of reflexive than thinking. parts that are more thinking than reflexive, but it's all the idea of those three events that are kind of create a unit where you're looking at every aspect almost like from beginning, middle, and end of the trip. In regards to the rules, do you guys meet every year and change them? Have they maintained kind of consistency? And can you talk about the idea of new technologies and what kind of impact they have on the competition and how much of this is old school? Because we had people not complaining about new tech because many of them love it, but also kind of being like, is the focus to give people a really kind of old school sort of do this with as limited resource as you possibly can or as the competition begin to incorporate newfangled technologies as they arrive? Yeah, Jimmy, there's a lot to unpack there. So let me just say that it is something that there's a national committee that is made up of professionals from several different companies. Again, back to that competitor piece of it, right? Where we are striving to challenge these professional drivers, not stump them, but challenge them. In terms of the technology, as your listeners know, the trucks that we are driving up and down the highway today have come so far compared to even 10 years ago, 20 years ago. The automated manual transmission is probably the biggest thing. So the trucks that our competitors drive in the events are typically brand new, state-of-the-art units. Again, most of them have moved or migrated to the automatic manual transmissions or the AMT transmissions. But we're going to encourage the competitor to use the technology just like they would on a day-in or day-out basis with our carriers. Okay, so you talked about the parade. By the way, when I ended up going to the championship in Indianapolis, of course, the world had just sort of reopened, so it just kind of felt like Indianapolis was in the midst of, like, the craziest night of all time. Literally, the truck drivers are walking back out into the street as people are going to go see Poison and Motley Crue, and at the same time, people are pouring out of Indianapolis' stadium from a doubleheader baseball game. Columbus is also, right now, one of the fastest-growing cities in America. It's a real high-energy place. What are some of the things you guys have arranged outside of just the driving championships for fun for people to 
do when they get there. What is Columbus going to be like? What kind of events do you have planned? Remember, everybody there is a champion. That's the other thing to keep in mind here, too. These are people who have won Texas and California and Pennsylvania, some really heavy competitions. So what do you have planned to kind of celebrate winners all? Yeah, Jimmy, and as you said, I'd be remiss if I didn't hit. These individuals have already won at their state level, which was no small feat. Columbus is a great city. It's always been a great city for the event, a great city to visit. Many of the carriers will have events for their employees as we go through the week. And then just the event itself, as you mentioned, last year was the first year back from the COVID years where we had a couple years down. So there's just a lot of energy. And then the final thing, again, going back to that family atmosphere, there's times at this where you're seeing people that you haven't got to see in a year. They may work for the same company. They may work for another company. So it's just being able to get together as families go out for dinner and spending time with each other. The other thing I wanted to point out because of the COVID year, because the year before that, this is where it gets really interesting. And Rodney, please correct me if I'm wrong. You could have had the championship, meaning the weekend of the championship, you could have done that. But what people don't understand is the breadth and scope of this thing. And you've actually made reference to it already. We're talking about, in the case of California, where it's essentially three or four states, Texas, which is three or four states, Pennsylvania and Ohio, which are in regards to population centers, two states sometimes. We're talking about the logistical planning of this thing has to go through a whole bunch of states to get here. So part of the reason it was a year late in coming back wasn't the event itself, but was coordinating all those other events. The world was slowly coming online and trying to find open space when everybody wanted to have a convention. It's a difficult thing. Talk about the logistical planning. I have to imagine that you're actually planning next year already. I mean, you must be planning next year already because we know the state associations are doing it, right? Oh, absolutely. And unfortunately, Jimmy, we had to skip two years because of COVID. Those were not easy decisions to make, but it was the responsible thing to do at the time. But it is a 12-month process. Honestly, we're not just looking at next year. We're looking at two, three years out as we do this. But it is truly an event that we have to plan year-round in terms of space. Getting all the state associations, as you mentioned, getting them on a calendar to do their events and being able to coordinate. You're looking at 425 to 450 competitors. Typically, they're going to have a spouse with them. There's an enormous volunteer contingent that has to come and support this event. We just simply couldn't do it without them. And again, I'd be remiss if I didn't thank all of the volunteers and all the companies for their support as well. Oh, you just brought up two things here. The volunteers, first of all, guys, when you go there, so many people there are just being there as former champions, as passionate supporters of the event who are simply giving their time. That's the level of enthusiasm here. I want to make sure I got this straight. He said 450 folks will be there. Is that correct in regards to competitors at that event? Is that the number? Yeah, I think we're 422 this year. There's some states that may have a smaller contingent just based on size, but the official number is 422 competitors this year. All right. I want to put this in perspective because it just hit me. That means 422 people. How many people were they competing against at the state level to kind of give a sense of how big this event really is? Because nobody's being named champion of their state. You know what I'm saying? They have to compete to win it. That's kind of the deal there. They have to compete to win that thing. What is the overall number? of competitors to get us there. Jimmy, I don't have the number, but I've been to so many different states, and I'll tell you, it's not uncommon in your bigger states. You could have 50 or 75, maybe perhaps 100 in some of the states like California that you're competing against them to be the best of the best. So we're talking thousands of incredibly gifted drivers. That means also what a great kind of positive energy for the industry, too, because everybody that's competing, every single man and woman that is competing has been a year accident-free, correct? 
That's right. That's right. Yeah, now you see where we're going. And that's a remarkable thing when you really kind of boil it down. That means look at all of these men and women out here, not just the ones who made it, not the 422, but everybody they competed against also, which is a real big positive kind of energy for the industry to kind of remind us how many people out there are driving safe and playing by the rules. It must make you really proud. Tell us all the details. When do the doors open in regards to like when we say let the games begin? When is that? Jimmy, we start August 16th in Columbus. That's a Wednesday and the final event will be Saturday. Saturday morning, and then we will name the new champions and the new grand champions Saturday night. Final question before we wrap up our time here with Rodney Myers. He, of course, is the head honcho, the chairman of the NTDC, the master of ceremonies. Rodney, you're going to hate this question. What is your favorite of the events? What is your favorite of all the events? What makes you the happiest to see other than all of it? Jimmy, it really is about seeing the people. Just like our competitors, I've made lifelong friends with this event. So it's really about getting to see people that I don't get to see throughout the year. I would also be remissed if I didn't thank all of your listeners out there, again, for what you do day in and day out for our industry and helping our country move forward. So I really do appreciate it. Rodney, tell them the website they can go to. Give them the information so they can keep up with this. We'll keep them up with this when we go over there. But where can they go to kind of check out the deets? Jimmy, I believe it's trucking.org. Trucking.org, by the way, is where you guys can go to go to trucking.org and just look up the truck driving championships and you will find it. Rodney, you're welcome back anytime, man. Thanks for making time for us. Jimmy, thank you. Look forward to seeing you in Columbus. All righty, my friend. That's Jimmy Mack with Rodney Myers as we close out the first 2023 episode of the National Truck Driving Championships podcast series from Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Radio Nemo will be live on-site broadcasting from NTDC 2023, which begins on August 16th. Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo, will also be in Columbus, Ohio for NTDC 2023, sharing interviews, special features, and looks from behind the scenes. To access our podcast coverage from NTDC 2023, visit podwheels.com. You can also listen to our 2023 edition of this series wherever you get your podcasts by searching National Truck Driving Championships. 